Welcome, everyone, and thank you for listening to episode 29 of the No Shot Clock podcast, a special holiday tournament edition of No Shot Clock. I'm Joe Hendrickson of the City Suburban Hoops Report, and with me is Michael O'Brien of the Chicago Sun-Times. Today, we focus on one of the busiest times of the high school basketball season, breaking down several of the top holiday tournaments in the coming week, from Proviso West to Pontiac to the newly formed Hinsdale Central Tournament and several others. And Mike... Aside from state tournament time in March, this time of the year has a special place for high school basketball in this state and its fans. It is, you know, without a doubt, it's a fabulous time of year. And this is going to be a part, I think, boy, fifteen in my 15 years actually covering this, not just being a fan, I think this is one of the most interesting holiday tournament years because as we've spoken about before on the podcast, things are in flux What's going to happen at Proviso West this year now that, you know, they've shrunk back down? Are fans going to go to Hinsdale Central instead? Are they going to go over to York? You know, you can't be everywhere. So aside from Pontiac this year, everybody else seems to be in a real state of flux, and it's going to be interesting to see which tournaments shake out really as the fan favorites. And we always see the the, the level of play typically always rises holiday tournament time. And with what we have seen with so much parity, so much uncertainty among, boy, I mean, once you get past the top few teams, we're talking 30 to 40, 40 to 50 teams, really, that really are still trying to make their mark and trying to kind of set the tone for the second half of the season. And holiday tournament time is a lot of times is where they really do build a lot of momentum and a lot of steam going into the second half of the season. So like you said, it's going to be interesting in the statement from the standpoint of the unexpected, really. I just, you look at all these tournament brackets and, and opening round games and second round games, and yeah, sure, you're going to have your favorites that are going to walk through probably to finals. But by and large, it's going to be a highly competitive, up-for-grabs tournament time, more so than I think we've seen in recent years. Definitely. I wonder who's going to be walking through. I'm not sure a lot of this. Uh, there's a lot of goofy setups in these tournaments. We're going to get to that in a, a few seconds, actually. But those tournaments that seeded two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, they've suffered quite a bit because, you know, we just didn't know what we had with a lot of these teams. So there's some weird first round matchups. But let's get going into the oldest basketball tournament in the world. The- <laughs> The 85th Pontiac Holiday Tournament. It's older than the NBA, folks. It's older than the NCAA tournament. It is the oldest tournament anyone knows of. And they've got two great, well, three, maybe three great teams. In Peoria Manual, which is the one seed, Curie the two seed, and the three seed is Simeon. Yeah, Mike, I, I, you, you look at those big three. That's the big three. It really is. And, and I think they are, this tournament isn't as deep, I don't think, as we've seen other years, but right now, I mean, seed-wise, Peoria Emanuel appears to be the team to beat because they were seeded one, although I think you could put, I think you could have argued Curie and Manuel, uh, but yeah, those three definitely kind of set the tone for this tournament for that, that for what is, I think, both of our favorite tournaments in the entire state of Illinois. Yeah, I think Curie just hadn't played enough games, you know, to, to prove they were the one seed. And, you know, at the time, I think they had four games, maybe. And that's just not enough, I think, for the Pontiac folks to believe in them as the number one seed. So, Joe, what do you think 
Um, we're going to kind of have a format, guys, how we go through this. We're going to hit a couple topics. First topic, which team is the most to prove? I personally think it's pure Emmanuel. I, because they're the one seed, the big bad Curie, Simeon, who have won f- the last five tournament titles here, you know, out of the city. Pure Emanuel's a 3A school, Central Illinois. Sometimes they don't get the respect. They're coming in as a one seed. They have three Division One players, Mike. And, and, and I think people forget that. DeMonte Williams, when his head is right and his motor is running, could you could argue he's the top prospect in the state of Illinois in the junior class. Now, he is a completely different player than anyone watched at Pontiac 12 months ago. It's not the same player. So, I mean, you got him. You've got A.J. Youngman, a transfer in, a 6'4", 6'5", shooter. you got Ramon Douglas Watkins. So, I mean, Pure Emanuel... Uh, I think has the most approved because of that one seed and where they're from, and maybe sometimes getting slighted a little bit by the city schools. Manual, that's my that's the matchup I want to see in this uh, tournament. It's an old historical matchup that rattles me to my core. I want to see Manual against Joliet West. Um, Joliet West will have to beat Plainfield North and Bennett to get there, which is not going to be easy. Joliet also has a lot to prove. Just winning those two games would be pre- pretty big for them. But that manual Joliet West game could be a really great one for a shot in the final on the, uh, on the final day. And the Joliet West Bennett Academy game will probably be the, sec- the best second-round game at Pontiac. Oh, boy, that, that one. <laughs> All I wanted out of this tournament was for my Tigers not to have to meet Bennett until the title game. And, oof, <laughs> not, not looking good. Um, what do you think as far as... I mean, is Manuel the favorite since they're the number one? I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie and, and say I've seen Manuel three times. <laughs> I haven't seen Manuel play, but I'm going by the talent. They're unbeaten. Uh, and I think they, I, I just think they're coming in with more to prove than anybody else. And Curie got over the hump and won the title two years ago. And Simeonas, I mean, they won nine of the last 13 Pontiac titles. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just think Peoria Emanuel just has so much to come in and, and, and with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, which is going to help them. I don't know if they're the favorite. No, Simeon is the favorite. If you ask me yeah. who's going to win this tournament, I'm going to say Simeon. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, Simeon's road, get they hit Curie first. And then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to complain about the seeds because Emmanuel is unbeaten and they're talented. So I, I'm not going to say there's no reason they shouldn't be number one. But I, I, I do think that the, the Simeon also has a little bit of a different type of mode going in because they're the underdog. I mean, they're, they're going to kind of relish this role of, hey, we're, they'll at least play it up that way. We're the number three seed. Uh, so I, that's, that's a different role for Simeon. Yeah, definitely. What do you, uh, I'm going to pick my, uh, Tigers in the title game. I'm going to have faith in my, my guys and I'm going to go with the Simeon Joliet West title game. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with Manuel. you know, and, and, and I, I still keep saying Oak Park River Force is going to get it turned around. <laughs> I mean, two struggling teams playing that open round game. Just a note: Niles West, Oak Park River Forest. You know, two teams that were uh, well, they're both in your preseason top twenty-five, and and they're both here in the first round. 
I do think Oak Park River Forest could be a dangerous team for Manuel in the second round. I'll go Simeon over Manuel in the final. All right, um, let's move it on to the Proviso West Holiday Tournament, which starts quite a bit earlier than uh, Simeon. Well, two days, but it seems like a long time. And boy, I, I Kelvin Davis, he's what is this? His second, third year, in, second year in charge. Um, I think he did a, an excellent job. You know, it was not his idea to go to thirty-two. So everyone blaming him for how that went, he had nothing to do with it. And it wasn't his idea to cut it down. He was told to do that. So he's basically taken a bunch of lemons, and I think he's made lemonade. He brought back what he needed to bring back to this tournament, which was the best city teams that he could. Well, Mike, you can argue right now, Mike, despite the changes, despite uh, all the things that have gone at Proviso West, maybe not even argue, you could maybe state that this has the most talented teams and is the best field of teams at the top of any tournament in, in the state of Illinois. It's not even close. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you're talking, I don't I mean, I haven't looked at your rankings, but I mean, you're talking a number of teams that have been ranked all year long, for one, as well as near the top in your top 10. Yeah, it, this is the best tournament, no doubt. I mean, the only reason it doesn't capture my heart is it's a lot of game, just a bunch of area teams, you know, so it, it's not that exciting to me since. A St. Joe's Hillcrest matchup, as exciting as that may be, just doesn't do what a Curie Bloomington matchup does. You know, I like to get out and now they see it a little different. But no, Proviso West is loaded by far. It's got great individual talent. It's got some great teams. And that first round matchup, the first game and the first round, 9.30 a.m., Hillcrest against Larkin is a doozy. That's probably the best first round game of any tournament. Uh, and, and despite the, the the talented depth at the top of this tournament, I do think Morgan Park clearly is a favorite with the way they've played here in the early going. Morgan Park with Charlie Moore and a host of players who are filling their roles nicely, stepping up on different nights, different games. I just think Morgan Park, despite this being a really solid tournament at the top with Fenwick and St. Joe's, that they're the team to beat. Um, we are recording this a little earlier than usual. It's Thursday night. I just watched Morgan Park destroy Bogan. They put in the best performance I've seen in a few years. Um, crazy to say, and it was with Charlie Moore on the bench. It was unbelievable last, what, 12 minutes against Bogan. I, I talked to Jaron Randall and Charlie Moore after the game and asked them both, at any point last year, did you guys play this well? And both of them right away are like, no, no way. That's the level Morgan Park is at right now. I mean, the shooters. I don't remember the last time there was a CPS team, especially with Cam Irvin, Jaron Randall, and Charlie Moore. You know, three guys who might be three of the five best shooters in the whole state. They, they put on a show there at Bogan. The rebounders were all over the place. Malik Bins is going to be a star, I think, the way he's been playing the first three games I saw at Morgan Park. So I think they are the runaway favorites in this tournament. They've had great success there, you know, previously with Nick Irvin as the head coach. However, they have the tougher semifinal game. Well, that's my, to me, is the best storyline. From an individual standpoint, you're talking now two players who have been talked about so much in this opening month of the season, Charlie Moore at Morgan Park and then Nick Rakosevich at St. Joseph, who if you know St. Joe's gets by the Larkin-Hillcrest winner and Morgan Park, I don't think anybody's going to touch them in the first two rounds. You're setting up for a Charlie Moore versus Nick Rakosevich. Now, I know they're 
talking 6'11 versus 5'11. You're talking point guard versus big man. But yet they are the two front runners for a player of the year right now in the Chicago area. And, and St. Joe's has played at a higher level than I even anticipated because of the youth. I thought they would take some lumps early, maybe lose a game they shouldn't lose. But I think that's been negated because Nick Rakosevich has been so dominating, so good, and so consistent over the first you know, eight games of the season. So that sets up for a potential big-time semifinal game uh, between Morgan Park and St. Joe's. And I, I think they'll both they'll both get through there to that to that point. Yeah, the, the top half of the bracket is just weaker. You know, the, this thing could have been done up a little bit better. It's hard for me to see anyone taking down Fenwick. I mean, maybe if Bogan got hot, they'd have a shot. But Yeah, well, at the time of the seedings and the put-together of the tournament, I mean, Bogan was playing well, had some impressive scores. Uh, Whitney Young just kind of stumbled. So, I mean, I, I took a little bit of luster off them. But it, this is Fenwick's bracket to lose, in my mind. Uh, they've got the guard play. I don't think Fenwick has played, and I think Coach Malnati would tell you the same thing just from talking to him. They have not played at a, at a really high level yet. And, but this is the time juices get flowing uh, to really rise to the occasion. And I, I just think Fenwick has enough experience uh, to get through that bracket and probably beat a Bogan in the semifinal. That should be a very exciting tournament. I will be there the first day, then I'll be headed to Pontiac, but it should be a fun first day. Onwards to... Well, who's your pick? Who you got? Oh, I thought we... Morgan Park by a, a Lance. Oh, but over who? I mean, you think... Fenway? Oh, um, yeah. I, I don't... The top bracket is not enticing. So, yeah. Um, Morgan Park over gotcha. Fenwick. Yeah. I mean, do you see it any other way? No, I mean, I, I don't know what uh, Cathedral Catholic. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I was wondering the same thing. I have no clue. Uh, After what uh, I saw tonight, I feel like Morgan Park's bench would win. Which is basically who beat Bogan at home. I mean, it was something else, but I'm on a Morgan what? Park high. And then you go to the Hinsdale Central Tournament, uh, the brand new Hinsdale Central Tournament, which there are some takeaways from Proviso and some – uh, it's just kind of a, a different type of mix if nobody's looked at this bracket yet. Uh, it's not bad. I mean, it's it's pretty solid. It's got different representation from different geographical areas. It's not what they'd hoped. There's but, not a single-ranked team. But I'm, I'm just I, – I, I, for a startup tournament, Mike, I mean, it's better than most startup tournaments. I'm not you, – you can't deny that because usually you start up a tournament, it's it's garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, True, but they didn't start from scratch. They were well. They poached a few early yeah, on. It was a jailbreak. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, and you know they jacked up the bracket too. Um, it, 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 it's but there's some teams here that have struggled early on. You know wh- wh- whether it be injuries or losses or you know Stevenson just you know took a a loss to Lake Zurich. Uh, Saint Charles East has been beat up, injured. Uh, but there's some unique storylines here too with some young players that, you know, whether it be, you know, DePaul prep or whatever it might be, but who is your clear cut favorite? Boy, because I, I yeah, it's, you could, I mean, like a Lincoln park we were high on and now they're, 
They keep losing to good teams, but they're well, still losing. They're losing. Yeah. And they've got a very tough first round game themselves. They play home at Flossmore. Yeah. I, I just try to pick out a, a, a true favorite. I don't, no. I don't see one true favorite, which to me is the, the balance of this tournament is what's going to make it interesting. I've got a Hinsdale, or sorry, a Homewood Flossmore Crete Monee South Suburban final in the Hinsdale Central tournament. No Main South. <laughs> I won't get you started. Uh, I'm going to go St. Charles, East Crete Money in one semi. <sighs> the one team I don't know a lot about this year is Rockford Auburn, which has done very well. Beat Farragut. Uh, I'll go HF. HF uh, Crete Money. What did you say your final was? That's it, mine. HF Crete Money. Oh, shoot. I can't do that. I think I think I'll go. I'll go. HF St. Charles East. Nah, yeah. St. Charles East too banged up. They're going to go down in the first round. Paul Will Prep's going to take them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got to go. Crete Money. All right, we got the same final. Crete Money and Home and Flossburn. I'll take HF. I'll take Crete. I like HF. I wish I knew more what was going on with that point guard. I know he didn't play against Juliet Central. This is also the tournament. Where our picks could very well not come close. <laughs> I mean, I could see Homer Flossmore potentially losing the first round. Potentially. Well, same with Cream Money. Hinsdale Central and, all of a sudden right. has picked up some wins. And they got Peter Bluss, yeah. big guy inside. They're playing their home court, 7 p.m. game, opening night. Our championship game could be out in the first round. You know, I guess that's kind of exciting. I'm looking at this now. I can see every consequential first round game going either way. I could see Foreman beating Stevenson. Well, that's why I just, I, I see the balance of this thing. Yeah. I mean, that o- is Oxford, Auburn, Westinghouse, St. Charles East, DePaul Prep. I mean, those are some, I mean, I'm not going to say high level. I'm just going to say they're very competitive first round games. Yeah, that St. Charles oh. East, DePaul Prep game. DePaul Prep's a pretty good team. They just can't, they have no size and no rebounding, but. Neither does St. Charles East, really. So that could work in their favor. Um, yeah, it's just there's not a star. There's no star power in this thing, and that's going to be tough for getting a tournament off the ground, especially when you got Proviso West down the road. Do we dislike the addition of another tournament? Um, no, no, I don't. I don't like that it's so close. The proximity to yes, to York uh, and Proviso West. Right, I agree, and and I'll be able to bounce around a little bit more. But I I don't know. I just if I could take the top six teams and put them and sprinkle them into York and Proviso West. I'm a lot happier. That's why I don't like the addition of a third team or a third tournament because you give me those top four, five, six teams and put them back in those other because there's there's a few bad teams in 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 these tournaments now. Where yeah. in the old days, well, particularly Proviso West, you had 16 teams, and you're talking 12, 13 of them are really good. The, mar- really, really the market will sort itself out. You know, this, to me, this was Elgin, and that was a better place for it. Um, you know, it, it died for various reasons, but there, we need a tournament up around that area, maybe even something in, you know, the Lake County area, aside from Wheeling, which is going to be wrapped up before that. So, um, yeah, the geographics are rough, but. That leads us to our next one, the 42nd annual Jack Tosh Holiday Classic at York. And that's, uh, that's the big one in terms of the 32 teams. I hated the 32-team tournament for Rise of West. I don't like the 32 teams at York, although I don't dislike it as much because they have two real gymnasiums. 
and they play their games kind of simultaneously, half an hour off or an hour and a half, just the way they set it up. I just like it better. And but I, I just thirty two teams, championship game is is in the afternoon of New Year's Eve. I don't like that. I went there last year. I didn't like it. Uh, I saw Riverside Brookfield Lake Forest in the afternoon. I, I just I like championship games at night, and whether it's the Class Three A final in Peoria or the championship game at York, I prefer title games in the evening. But it's thirty two teams, and I, when I first started looking at this, I wasn't excited, and I got into it a little bit more. Mike, there's there's quite a few good teams here. Yeah, I like it. I, I think it's. I think the second round games are going to be really good, and the first round games, you know, there's going to be some fun ones. It's it's a nice mix of teams, a lot of different stuff. I mean, and who knows? I mean, that I think what really encompasses how wild this York tournament is going to be this year is that uh, where is it? The Lake Forest TF South first round matchup. Both of those teams can kind of beat just about anybody besides for the top five teams, and they can also lose <laughs> to just about anybody. Riverside Brookfield's a favorite. They're, they've got the best backcourt in the tournament, Danico Jackson and Jalen Clanton. You've got a uh, rapidly improving big man and Mark Smith. You know They've also got a little chip on their shoulder. They lost in the final last year. They got to Lake Forest, got physically manhandled and beaten up by Lake Forest. They were down 20-some points quick, and... Uh, it's their tournament. I mean, they, they are ready to rise to the occasion. This is where you start doing it because RB has done a great job going out, upgrading their schedule. But now they are the favorite. They're the team to beat. And there's there's some great contenders. I mean, Downers Grove South is a potent offensive team. You've got a a half dozen sleepers that I think could realistically make their make a run. Uh, but RB is the favorite for sure. And uh, the team with the most approved, who is that for you? To me, it's Hinsdale South um, because it's Barrett Benson. You know, he wants to be Player of the Year, and he's put up the numbers so far. But you know, the games have been this or that. He's got to do it now. Hinsdale South has to prove it. They've got a, a decent road. You know, they should be able to at least get to what is this? The quarters of this thing. It's so huge against De La Salle before they get a really, really tough test. And then they would run into RB. So for me, it's Hinsdale South. They need to prove it right here. I'm going to go with Wheaton North. I don't think Wheaton North is going to win the tournament. I don't think they'll get to the final, but I think they have some proven to do as an unbeaten team in the Chicago area. No one knows a thing about them. Uh, they do have a really good junior, uh, Luke Anthony, a really good shooter. He gives them a little bit of an unknown star power, and I think Wheaton North, as an undefeated team in the DuPage Valley, uh, I like you said, you got I got my computer bracket on the computer, and you got to scroll up and down because there's so many teams. Uh, yeah, I like. I mean, they they got Nazareth, which will be a tough first round game. Nazareth is young and talented. Get Sandberg Conant in the second round. Uh, so I mean, Wheaton North, if they're legit can make a run but uh, I, I just think they have some proven to do downer south to me is the aside from riverside brookfield the one team i'm sure that if all things go well could win it um, oh yeah they got enough offensive firepower and i think that would be a really fun that could be the title game downer south against riverside brookfield and that's what i've got in the title game i think this is riverside brookfield's year to get this done they came close last year lost to lake force had nobody to 
uh, to battle Lake Forest, the physicality. So I think the RB is a year better, a year wiser, and uh, we'll get it done this year. Yeah, it should be. I think Downer South's path is a little bit tougher. You know, they could run into Conant or the Wheaton North. They, then they could run into Oswego or San Ignatius. So they, they've got a lot of tests they would have to get through. That, I think that'd be fun. I will be at this final since there's nothing else going on on New Year's Eve day. I, I will get to see it. So that's the one I'm looking for. Another team to watch. Um, they just got ranked this week is Oswego. You know, they've got a, a decent path through. With no one too tough in their way. St. Pat's is okay. You know, Highland Park's not horrible. And then Ignatius. But out of the teams that are, like, ranked right now, they might have the easiest way into the semis, I think, Oswego. So keep an eye it, on it, Yeah, I, if they didn't, I mean, we talked about it in our last podcast. You lose yeah. a 20-point-per-game score, though, that's a pretty big uh, <laughs> kick to the stomach. I mean, I, and he's your point guard. I mean, I, that's just – you're right. I mean, they do have a nice little road. Um you know, there's some decent first-round games in this tournament, too. I mean, uh, you know, that Glenbard East-St. Uh, Ignatius game. Ignatius has struggled, but we all had them in our preseason top 25. Glenbard East is 6-2, and two, and they've been injured, and they're, they're healthy. So, I mean, you're, you're talking about a good first-round game. That bracket right there is going to be interesting to see what team comes out of there to get a shot at probably Downers Grove South in what would be a semifinal game. Yeah, it's just loaded with little landmines, this tournament. It's not like Stag. We haven't even talked about them. They're down there. They just beat Joliet West. They got a great record. You know, their only loss is to Argo. You know, they could, you know, take some scalps. You never know. It's just, it is a very interesting, fun tournament. 32 teams. We will see how that one goes. And now, on to one that doesn't have quite as many landmines. This tournament used to be good. It really did. I don't care what you say. It used to be good. Back when it was first called the Big Dipper? Uh, oh, right. we're, we're right. off. We're we, we we, off? Yeah, yeah my, my bad. Oh. Uh, well, I want to say it again. This tournament used to be good. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I was right with you. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking of wheeling, but oh, yeah. uh, no, you're right. I mean, the Dipper is, you talk about, well, are, is it on its last legs? I mean, we're, we're talking about tournament losses, sponsorship. Uh, this is a tournament who has a just a rich history in the South Suburbs, and it's such a big part of South Suburban basketball. It, it, it's progressively gotten a little weaker over the last two, three years, and it, it just kind of feels like it's on its deathbed. Yeah, um, Mark Hopman, who ran it for years, recently resigned in a very controversial cloud of stuff there's a new principal at rich south there's a lot of drama around this tournament it's something i've promised to write about i just haven't had the time and it's a real shame because this tournament is so important to south suburban basketball and it's so beloved and the crowds are so great and it's just such a fun event and a little bit of mismanagement they're just teams that should not be here you know you have at one point this array now yeah it was a top three tournament Oh yeah, and was, now now you got was, teams like Marquette Catholic and Perspectives Calumet and Butler. You know, I mean, why are they here? No, it's it's you know the the, the thing which is probably my biggest storyline is will the success or lack thereof of have an impact on the future for one, but also selfishly for myself, South Suburban basketball. I kind of just hope it's. Thornton and Mary Catholic in the final for a South old school South suburb clash. I, mean, I think Mary Catholic's probably the team to beat. 
Thornton has won this tournament seven times, but it hasn't been, he hasn't won this title in probably five, six years. Uh, so, I mean, while Thornton isn't this juggernaut in this field of teams, they do have a shot of getting to a championship game. Yeah, no doubt. They're going to have a tough second-round matchup, most likely with Leo. Um, Leo's played some good teams this year and, and played them close. So I think that's going to be really difficult. That might be a tougher second-round matchup. You know, then it's just, the, once again, the bracket is just weird. You know, I don't know what's going on with the top with Bolenbrook or Hales or Lincoln Way Central maybe are likely to get into the semi. So it's a little goofy. I don't know why Thornton and Leo were going to meet so quickly. Um, there's a great first-round game in Juliet Central and King. You know, two solid teams. Uh, that one could go either way for sure. I mean, most to prove here for you, Joe? Which team? Uh, boy, I mean, University High is unbeaten, I think. Uh, they are, are – are they 2A? Uh, good question at this point. They've got a player, though, don't they? Jamila Lausa. Yeah. Uh, they got a couple players. Uh, they're one of the sleepers, but no, I think the team the most approved just based on their early start is Leo. Uh, I, I guess you could throw Thornton in there too, because I mean, I'll, regardless of this tournament being down a four win run here from a Leo or a Thornton kind of paints a different picture for me of those teams. I still think Marion Catholic is the team to beat. And I think Marion Catholic wins it. But if a team like a Leo, or a Thornton were to sneak up and, and, and get four wins in that week. Uh, you're, you're just talking about a different type of team than I anticipated heading into this tournament. Yeah, I think uh, Rich uh, is in trouble because they got that Rich South matchup, and that is not what you want in the first round. You know, Rich South is always capable. Scott Ritter is a very good coach, and Rich South always does well in this tournament, something that's really not talked about a lot. But they generally make a run into the semis. Um, surprising everybody, and that's where they would meet Marion Catholic, which is going to be a tough matchup for a Marion Catholic team that just hasn't found its. They just something's off. They know right. it. They talk about it after the right. game. It's just, and to have to play Rich South in the Dipper in a possible semi when something is off. That's not an easy. That was an easy thing for even the Tyler Eulis years, you know. So it's going to be a challenge for Marion Catholic. That's why I'm picking Thornton in this one. Thornton to win it. Yeah. I'll stick with Mary Catholic. Mary Catholic to wins it. And actually, I think Mary Catholic kind of puts these pieces together and we come out of I'm gonna say we come out of this holiday season saying, okay, now I know it's not gonna great field of teams, but Mary Catholic will put it together and show what we kind of anticipated they would be when the season began. I like that. That's exciting. So Mary Catholic's a, would come out of this as a top five team. It maybe cement some things in my rankings. <laughs> that would be helpful. Yeah, I mean, if you, it depends how much stock you take into the Dipper winner. But, again, I mean, it, it's... Traditionally, I do the Pontiac Proviso and Dipper winners one, two, three in some order. <laughs> this is probably... We just, I mean, I'd love to ask a, a South Suburban Dipper expert the, the, the worst field they've had in two decades. Yes, but hey, they at least have two ranked teams, unlike Hinsdale Central. Well, we're going to move on to Wheeling. Hardwood Classic. Um, you were down and you were, you started to get down on Wheeling. I, well, I, I, Wheeling used to be really good, like when yeah. Stevenson was up there. And I, I think it's sneaky good this year. 
Naperville it's, Central, Deerfield, Libertyville's beaten team. But it's kind of always sneaky good. Yeah, I like this field. But I, think it's fun. I, I just, I used to really love this tournament, and I just, I don't know. I've gone up there the last couple of years, and it just hasn't been quite what I've been accustomed to. But uh, again, a bunch of teams with a lot to prove. Niles Notre Dame is, I mean, the favorite. I mean, I, I don't. Don't you agree? I mean, I, I yeah. know Frem just got a Notre uh, Dame is the favorite for sure. It'll be an interesting second round matchup if Waukegan. You never know what you're going to get with Waukegan. Maybe they'll lose to Buffalo Grove. Maybe they'll be able to give Notre Dame a game. There's so much young talent on the Bulldogs. They're fun to watch. Go see them now so you can say that you saw the three Brown um, kids who are not brothers play as freshmen. <laughs> that would be a super fun game. I'm not going to be able to be there for round two. I'm going to see round one. But yeah, they're. A very dangerous team. Deerfield, I've seen. They can go far. Naperville Central is good. Well, I mean, Deerfield, Fram, Niles North all have one loss. I think all three of them. Yeah, Niles North unproven. Um, but Libertyville's beaten some good teams this year. I don't they know got much a about really good them. sophomore, Drew Peterson. He, oh, okay. he's, he is a 6'5", legitimate Division One player in that sophomore class. So you're looking at a second round of these four games, possibly. Deerfield, Naperville Central. Libertyville, Fremd, Waukegan, Notre Dame, and Niles North against, I'm going to guess, Prospect. You know, that's the only one that isn't great. But those are three really good games out of the four. Michael Bryan going with the pumping up the Northwest Suburban Holiday <laughs> Tournament for the yeah, I'm, the I'm, 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 I'm people all right that are with on it. us this week about not pumping up Northwest Suburban basketball. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, Niles, Notre, if you had to pick out a storyline story here, to me, is which one of those teams that we just kind of talked about, the Niles Norris, the the Frems, the Deerfields, make a run and kind of prove themselves? They're all, you know, I mean, Deerfield's probably a little bit more proven than the other two. Uh, well, Frem just got a big win. So I, I just, I think for me, uh, if somebody can knock off Notre Dame and win this thing, that's really going to open eyes. Yeah, you know, and I've complained about this with some of the other brackets. This bracket as well, it's bottom heavy. There's nobody that should be able to challenge Notre Dame. You know, I talked about Waukegan, but they're so young. All of the other Notre Dame's rolling through that. Yeah, all, all the fire, the other firepower is in, even Streamwood has beaten someone that's ranked, I believe. I mean, it, it's a weird, sneaky good bottom bracket, and who knows what is going to happen down there. I mean, it, it's anybody's guess who's going right, to come so out. Right. So you know that storyline of Frem, you know Frem, Libertyville, Deerfield, Neverville Central. Of those four, they beat up on each other. One of them gets out of there, gets their shot at Notre Dame in the final. And they get that win. And, again, you're talking about another team that you're going to look upon a little bit differently if they come out of here beating Notre Dame with a tournament title. Yeah, whoever even advances to that title game against Notre Dame, assuming they get there, will definitely you know get some looks for the Super 25. The other thing that Wheeling is doing right is they got no competition. This thing starts you know December 21st on Monday. And besides for Jacobs, there's not even much of a non-conference slate going on. So they're going to have the attention of me for a couple of days and of most of the basketball community. Um, so that should be fun. That's a good idea for a tournament See, like this. I, I disagree. I, I, I think you lose. All people are all care about Christmas. They don't, they don't, they're all wrapped up in the three, four days leading up to the holidays. And that's why I've lost my luster for it. I, I, 
And, and then I hate the break where you have the 24th off, the 25th off, two days off. They come back and play on the 26th. I, I just don't like the schedule of it. And it's one of the reasons why I, I you know, it's, it, it's fallen in my eyes because I, I just don't like that schedule. They would be totally overshadowed if they did it when the other tournaments are. I'm going to be there the whole first day. The Tribune probably will too. They're probably going to have more okay, coverage. Maybe some, maybe some yeah. media, I guess. But people that go to this tournament, they're not. They're not running down to Pontiac, uh, so I, I just I, I just don't like it. I don't like tournaments that are broken up by Christmas holiday, and I don't like tournaments that are played prior to Christmas. Just imagine the Niles Notre Dame kids and the Fremd kids opening their Christmas presents while knowing they have that title matchup coming up. <laughs> Joe, it's exciting. Um, uh, now we're gonna uh, move on to one that I didn't do a ton of research on. But Bloomington, State Farm, uh, just the big school bracket. There are quite a few local teams, including one that just made some noise with a big win over Whitney Young at Whitney Young in front of their most likely sparse crowd is uh, North Lawndale, the Phoenix. North Lawndale thought they were going to be good this year. They thought they were going to be good. It looks like they're going to be pretty good. Uh, they, they, they've got some weapons. They're, they got some no-namers who are pretty talented. Uh, nice little point guard, Tyrone Rivers. I, you know, I, North Lawndale has gone down there and kind of stubbed their toe in totally, past years yes. and really struggled. I have gone down there. I, I always make a trip to this tournament, which, by the way, is a, is a nice tournament. I, I, I really like it. Well, I should say I like I hate the two sites. That drives me crazy about this tournament. But when it's played at the the Shirk Center on the campus of Illinois Wesleyan, those games I love. It's just a great, it's a quaint atmosphere. Then they move to Normal West, and it's like a a uh, cold suburban gym up here that has no character, and it just kind of loses a lot of its flavor. But you know, North Lawndale, uh, this tournament isn't as strong as it's been in past years. They've had they've pumped out some really good teams out of this tournament over the years, mm-hmm. whether it be a Peoria Notre Dame or uh, a Glenbard East went down there back when they finished third in the state. But you know, I, I just think this tournament uh, is an opportunity for North Lawndale to for any team to get away, get things together. They're they, they hole up in they in a hotel and spend some time and, and really kind of develop that chemistry and camaraderie and. It's a chance for North Lawndale to make some noise. Yeah, it's they're in trouble though because what they're the one seed, but they have the hardest second round matchup. Well, that's because Thornwood struggle. I mean, but they struggled or normal. But Thornwood struggled against good teams. I mean, no. normal's always been good. Yeah, uh, both exactly. Either one of those teams that is a tough second round matchup. Whereas right. you know Wheaton South has got the five seed. Why? I'm guessing it's based on record. Record, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, this this tournament, I mean, the bottom bracket's not Edwardsville's got a shot. I mean, I I don't know. This, this tournament doesn't have a whole lot of pop for me. Uh, some of the bigger names have been hit. I mean, Rock Island has struggled a little bit out of the box. Champaign Centennial lost the Finkies. You know, North Chicago, eh, Zion Benton. So, I mean, you're, you're talking some good names that have fared well in recent years, but are, are, are have a lot of question marks. Yeah, there, the there are high hopes in Lake County for Zion Benton and North Chicago. Um, Zion Benton beat North Chicago early in the year when North Chicago was injured. Their loss is to Lake Forest. 
You know, they've only played, I think, four games at this point, so it's hard to say. But this would be a, a real proving ground for either one of those teams to help get themselves on the local map if they could make a nice run, you know, maybe at least into the final uh, out of this group to face whoever's going to come from the top. But yet, you're right about the North Lawndale thing. Their, their style of play is just not conducive to success here. It's why they've had so much trouble. So it'll be interesting to see if they can put it together. And the, the, the last tournament, real quick before we get out of here, Pekin has a couple of or a few Chicago area teams. The Pekin tournament, if no one's been there, if you've ever been to Pontiac, it's probably the closest thing as far as a community feel. It's a fun tournament. And uh, we've got Mount Carmel, who's off to a really good start. And I think they're the three seed. Yes. Lake Zurich, who just knocked off Stevenson. And Mike and I have both talked about a lot about Lake Zurich over the last two years. We like this team. Um, they would play each other in the second round, which kind of stinks for Chicago area representation because last year Plainfield East went down there and got a tournament title. But Washington, the local team down there in Peoria, is unbeaten. And the favorite, Springfield Lanfear, has got a whole bunch of guard talent. They're the four seed. They're going to be good. But uh, I, I like Mount Carmel's chances down here. Yeah, that that looks like quite a second-round matchup then with unbeaten Washington against a Rockford Boylan team that I hear yes, is very I, good. Yeah, I, the Boylan's got some talent, a good-looking junior. I, uh, this tournament's not bad. I mean, it's it's pretty good, and I, I think it's a great opportunity for Mount Carmel to to kind of strut its stuff. I mean, I, I like this team, Mike. They, they were a sleeper in the very beginning of the year for me. I think they've got... Nice balanced scoring. I think they've got a up and coming player in Christian Peavy, and uh, tough as nails scoring g- combo guard Jake Rohde. So this Mount Carmel team, uh, I think, has a chance to get to the championship game and face Washington. Yeah, Lake Zurich. I was at that Lake Zurich Stevenson game last night. That'll be a, a definitely a tough test for the caravan. You know, Nick Meyer who had basically the game of his life, just shot brilliantly, locked down Justin Smith. And then I'm sure a player you saw a lot this spring and summer, Joe, Nick Penny. Boy. Uh, remember uh, Joe Kim Noah when Florida won the national title? Yes. Uh, how much everyone hated him that wasn't a Florida fan? <laughs> That's Nick Penny. <laughs> but, he, but he's also just uh, – he makes people around him better. Oh, yeah. He is a pass-first point guard. He, he scores when he has to. He's Buddy. in everybody's face, fighting for every loose ball. He's the type of guy that wins high school basketball games. Ah, he's a fun one. Yeah. I mean, he's just fun. He's competitive as heck. Uh, and, and again, that I mean, it'll, it'll be out of sight, out of mind. But Lake Zurich, Mount Carmel will be an interesting one to keep an eye on if that materializes in the second round. And uh, that'll do it for the. Uh, you know, there's a lot of smaller tournaments we haven't had the chance to get to. Romeoville's done some nice things. I want to mention. You know, got rid of the. Two brackets. It's one bracket. It's an interesting mix of teams there. Kankakee, you know, always has some stuff. Seton and Thornridge are down there. Bradley Bourbonnet is there. They've got, you know, actually a nice array of talent. Glenbard West is out at their own tournament. Not a whole lot out there. Nothing. With Glenbard West. <laughs> so they should be able to uh, take Justin that Justin Pierce will average 33.6. Yeah. <laughs> and Jacobs, you know... 
Jacobs always has some decent teams and stuff, but I just get so confused when I look at the, their tournament format that it hurts my head. Um, I'll I'll be out there on Saturday to check out some of those teams. I'm very interested to see Cameron Crutwig and stuff. So just stuff all over the area. I would suggest you know go see whatever tournament's closest to you. You know, first maybe check that out, and then go to the big important one you want maybe too, and enjoy the holidays, everybody. Uh, Joe and I haven't really talked about when we're going to do this again. I well, guess. it's going to be busy to squeeze it in with we're yeah. in gyms, but uh, yeah, just get out and see some basketball, and we'll 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 get back in a week from now. We'll figure it out. Thanks for listening, everybody. Mm-hmm.